Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. It's Jace and our sponsors today. We have the CCA Star Tournament, Texan Roofing, Boyd's One Stop, Mainstream Marketing, and the Belleville Meat Market. All right, looking at weather right now down in Galveston, it is 84 degrees. And it uh, feels a lot hotter than that, but it's uh, what it is. And today we're looking at plenty of sunshine again. High of 88, south winds 10 to 20. Tonight, clear to partly cloudy, low of 82, south winds at 10 to 20. And for tomorrow, more broken record, partly cloudy skies, high of 89, south southwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. So we're in that pattern. It's not what I like, but hey, got to roll with it. All right, looking at tides for today, we're on two tides again. We go back on four tomorrow, but uh, they're pretty much going to be the same strength and daytime current. But uh, we had a low occur at the Galveston Channel at 2.10 a.m. It was an 0.1. We have a high coming up at 11 a.m., a 1.2. 6.21 a.m. is sunrise, 8.22 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 26% headed towards the next full moon. Right now, current conditions Offshore, they're showing a south, due south wind at 13, gusting to 18, air temperature 84, water temp 84. And the Galveston Channel showing 84 degrees with 87 degree water, south winds at 6 to 7. And Eagle Point, it's 84 degrees with 86 degree water, west southwest 5 to 11, and pretty much the same up at Morgan's Point. So winds are kind of, they're down a little bit right now. And uh, the, you know, when I first uh, walked out of the house this morning, it was a little breezier than it is right now, so it's kind of coming down before daylight. But it'll it'll pick up during the day, it usually does. Then you may get another lay down a time or two. All right, well, let's run over east of town now. Let's go over to Sabine Lake and check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning. See how he's doing. Good morning, Bill. How are you, my friend? Hey, buddy. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, man. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> That's right. Here above ground, breathing and kicking. That's it, man. Kicking like a chicken. It's it's all good. Yeah. I couldn't hang with Astros last night. In those West Coast games, i got to go to bed at some point. <laughs> I, tell I mean, you if what, it was a playoffs yeah. or whatever, I'd stay up and, and work through it. But, uh, no, not me. Yeah, that uh, 
the last time I went to the World Series game several years ago, that uh, it stretched on and on and on and on. And they went into, I think it was like one thirty in the morning before they finished that game. Good Lord. And uh, we were so tired of sitting on them bleacher seats that uh, <laughs> we just, we just couldn't take it anymore. Me and my friend that invited me, we we gave up, and I listened to it on the way home. I think we left at twelve thirty, and it was over at about one thirty. Yeah, I was already leaving downtown Houston, and they lost. I was so mad. I watched them give away a, a six run advantage, and uh, they just uh-huh. gave it away. I, I was so upset. <laughs> I said, "How how do you give back six runs?" It How happens, do you do man. that? It's called uh, yeah. the bullpen being a little, a little off kilter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow. But that, I mean, that's that's really fun to go to those games, you know, to actually be there. I had never done that in my life, and always wanted to. Yeah. And got opportunity to go, and it was uh, it was well worth it. But uh, both of us old men couldn't stay in that. Uh, couldn't stay in that grandstands quite long enough to make it. <laughs> oh, man. He finally punched me in the ribs and said, hey, I'm burnt out. <laughs> Let's go home. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm with you. I was determined to hang, but, hey, yeah, sometimes you just got to go. Well, but it was fun, like I say. It was great sitting up there even up in the cheap seats like we were, was still great. Right. Great experience to go to a major league baseball game. Wow. But anyway, back to fishing. Um, we did uh, we did really well yesterday. Had a, a dad and two young men that were uh, a pleasure to be in the boat with. Every once in a while you meet these young people that uh, – They've got snap and they've got things going on for them. Right. They're polite and, you know, you can tell that they're going to have good careers. They're just the right, they're made out of the right stuff and evidently been raised the right way. Um, shoot. They weren't that good with the rod and reel, but I had them on those spinning reels within 15 minutes and they were catching their own fish and doing their thing. It's always a uh, a pleasure to watch that. Yeah. When when you can get them started, they don't have any preconceived notions about what to do and not to do. They listen, they catch it, and run with it. And as soon as they catch the first fish, you don't even have to talk to them anymore. They got it. Right. <laughs> that is just a, that's that's satisfying as a guy to see that happen. Just you put know, the boat in the just, right place and. They throw, throw accordingly. Right. It's easy as one, two, we three. People make fishing too that. complicated. You notice that? They surely do. Yes, sir. I mean, it's not rocket science. We're talking about a fish that all it does is swim and eat and lay eggs, and it uh, they got to eat. Yeah. You either own them or as, you're not. As as men are wont to do, they try to make their profession seem too complicated. Yeah, you know they get it in their mind that they're really good at something that's so complicated. You got to do it a certain way, and uh, 
it's not that way with fish. It's just uh, it's just being observant and watching what's going on around you. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you put that soft plastic on that jig head upside down or downside up. It will catch fish regardless. If you hump it up on there like a curlicue, it, they won't bite it. But if it's hooked on there straight and it swims straight, you're, you win. Yeah. <laughs> and it, if you don't clip the tag in off the line, uh, that worries people. They'll bite it if it's three inches of tag in. Yeah, you there. can have all kinds of tag hanging off. It's it's uh, all in the fisherman's head. If I'm fishing for fish that are that finicky, <laughs> that they won't yeah. hit your lure because you got a piece of tag line hanging off or you tied your knot, you might want to move yeah. on. They, they say, don't you think I ought to clip that off? And I go, no, shrimp have whiskers. Yeah, I you mean, know? they have whiskers the length of their body. Yeah, whooping around out there, and I don't think yeah. that would really matter much. And another issue is color. Now, the water was kind of dirty yesterday. It hadn't been that clear over here since the southwest wind started. But the fish have now adjusted. Okay, they're there. And it took several days. It took about, oh, seven, eight days for them to adjust. But it's on now. Yeah. And uh, those fish... You know, you would would set up on a spot, and within ten casts, you'd know if they were there, and uh, they'd let you find out. And we'd catch them and uh, move on to the next one when it'd play out. And we, we hit some fairly good concentrations. And Did y'all get a bunch of storms over there the last couple of days? Oh heck yes, man! And I was watching radar go. Man, it rains every day in Port Arthur. It surely must. Uh, <laughs> yesterday morning, all the guys that I knew that were down there got blasted by a bad storm. I mean, they had to run for their life. Oh, Lightning, yeah. striking wind like crazy, and raining. Uh, most all of them got soaking wet, and uh, they just had to run and hide as best they could. And uh, I got down there at about Oh, I think it must have been 3.15 when I rolled on the ramp, and they were all coming in, and they had already been wet and dried again. But uh, some of them had to go long to finish their day. They had to run and get in a, a building somewhere and get the boat off the water. Some Man. couldn't do that. Some of them just had to face it head on. <laughs> take it like a man. I mean, <laughs> take it like a man. <laughs> I had, a, I know a boy that's got a 26 Pathfinder. That's a pretty good sized boat. He said, "Bill, I was scared out there today. <laughs> they couldn't get out of it. Four of them in the boat. They just had to ride it out." Man. And he said, "He said I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I was scared. The waves were so big on that lake." I said, "Well, man, you got a big boat." He said, "It don't matter. It was coming over the front and the side. There were it." Oh boy. <laughs> Hey, these storms like. here this year have had some energy in them, buddy. A lot of lightning and a lot of wind. Oh, yeah. Last night on the way home, I had to drive through one in Beaumont. It was a light show, absolutely electrical light show. Wow. Fingers just ripping off out through the sky and the clouds. 
sideways lightning, upside down lightning. It's crazy. <laughs> cloud to cloud to ground lightning. <laughs> oh man, and water pooling up in places, you know, just raining so hard that it just stacked the water up right in the middle of the freeway. I know there's nothing more nerve-wracking than pulling a boat through, you know, freeway traffic and with all those dividers and, oh, Oh, man, man. low visibility. And markers that you can't see. Yeah. You know? That'll make a werewolf out of you real quick. (laughs) I was howling pretty good coming home. Yeah, got my whiskers wet. (laughs) I'm telling you, that is not fun. You know, and if it rains that hard, some of that water can't get off the freeway, and you'll run. You'll be clicking along about fifty and hit a pond of water. You know, and you can't see for a few seconds. It's just uh, everywhere, spray everywhere, and an eighteen wheeler sitting right next to you. You don't know what you're fixing to hit. Hmm. I try to get off on the service road on that deal, but yeah. Anyway, we were blessed over. with. Uh, we were blessed with a nice afternoon. I mean, the wind completely quit after I got down there and the storm was over. And I mean, the parking lot was still soaking wet, puddles everywhere, and everybody's coming in by then, you know. They, right. They had all had to do extra innings because the storm, you know, clipped their wings for about two hours. And they, boy, they, several of them had fish, but... They paid hard for it. <laughs> what time of day was your best bite yesterday? Oh, right, uh, hour four dark, which to me is unusual. I, and bay fishing, I yeah, found, I noticed your picture. I could see that red sky at night, sailors' delight that evening picture, oh, that photo, your uh, yeah. tailgate shot, and I said, Bill fished late yesterday. Yeah, yeah. From uh, we got there on the dock at eight o'clock. And I had to hustle through those fish before the mosquitoes come out and it got dark. You know, it was Boy, and hey, pretty dark. Nobody's been to Sabine Lake in that area down there, especially Pleasure Island. And when that sun's going down, you better be in the truck and headed home because the those mosquitoes just come in swarms. It's crazy. Yeah. I pulled the last line out of the water at 8 o'clock sharp. And what wasn't far to the landing, wasn't a couple of miles. Right. And uh, we got up there, and fortunately, there was nobody ahead of us. And got the boat on the trailer and pulled up there. And I went jerking stuff out of the truck to clean those fish. And I couldn't get it done fast enough. It was getting dark on me. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a light in the parking lot there at that Louisiana Causeway side. Mm -hmm. But it's way off over there where it don't need to be. It would be a whole lot better for you to put that post and light right over there by the launching ramp. You know, I never understood why, you know, over that way, they there's any of the ramps or parks, none of them have fish cleaning table facilities or anything. No. Isn't that no. something? Kind of reminds no, you of uh, Rayburn and some of the lakes in the state. Well, Rayburn, they made everybody take the, uh, the park fishing cleaning tables up. Yeah. Uh, then you got to find a place to go dump your gut buckets at, you know, in creeks and things like that on the side of the road. It just, uh, yeah, and that's what everybody's doing. And, uh, instead of putting them 
you know, putting your boat back in, idling out a hundred yards or so offshore and deep six and all that stuff. Yeah. Now they're wanting they wanting to uh, well it, it's a ten thousand dollar upgrade to get a, a grinder to put that fish guts and stuff into the septic system. Right. And nobody up there is in their you know frame of mind that would allow them to stop up their septic system with fish guts. Right. I mean, none of that stuff was put in that good. Back in the day, it was put in. So, well, when it's put back in the water, it just becomes fish food, bait for other species of fish, gar, and everything else right. that eat them. It's like salt water; nothing goes to waste in our water. Let me knock this break no. out, Bill. I'll be right back to you, buddy. Hang on a second. You got it. Well, you know, right now the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament is currently going on. It'll last all summer long. It started Memorial Day weekend. It'll run through Labor Day. And it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. Take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. With 120 tagged redfish swimming around in inshore waters on the Texas coast, you have other species to fish for also like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. And you can offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish so go to startournament.org for rules entry and prize information in the cca tarts star tournaments brought to you by great sponsors like mercury marine shiner bog hall power polaris texas fishing game magazine abc 13 cryptic and coastline trailers just to name a few again go to startournament.org call 713-626-4222 and get signed up today call from mom answer it Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 420 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. Hey, no problem. I'm here with you, man. That'll All the way. On a we were talking morning. about we were talking about those uh, uh, regulations that fish uh, carcasses. <laughs> yeah, fish carcasses, and up at Sam Rayburn, the uh, Corps of Engineers sent their guys around to all of the campgrounds, uh, you know, like Jackson Hill and down at uh, Twin Dykes and all of those places, and informed them that. Uh, they were going to have to install grinders and put the fish guts from the cleaning table into their septic system and not take the guts out into the lake and dump it. And uh, that has to be one of the most mindless rules that they've ever come up with. If you, if you like your federal government at work, you'll love what they have done up there. Yeah, well, all of those parks, majority of them are Corps of Engineer parks because it is a Corps of Engineer yeah. lake, and they have uh, to lease those those parks. You know, the guys that have the concession lease those lands, right? Uh, and they have to comply with the Corps' wishes, and that is one of the more mindless things they've come up with. Is uh, so, uh, I just happened to be talking to the guy at Jackson Hill. Uh, last year when they they had brought him around that rule and he said it would cost $10,000 to install a grinder and to put all that fish guts and stuff into his septic system. And of course it would stay stopped up all the time because there'd be so many fish scales and so forth in that sure. septic system. So I mean, he just dismantled you know, where do you, you know, you've got a pipe leading to the water, a big, you know, say an eight or 10 inch pipe with a button yeah. inside your cleaning facility that uh, it'll go through the grinder and then you push a button for a flush and it'll just run out that pipe into small, tiny particles and disperse in the water, you know? Yeah, and they could shoot it down toward the fishing pier and everybody would sure. have a baited hole. You have a real uh, baited hole, buddy. And, and I mean, probably more the than fish you want. take care of the garfish and, uh, you know, all that stuff. They, everybody takes care of all of that stuff. Catfish, everything. It, nothing goes to waste. Nothing goes to waste. And down here in this environment we've got, seriously, nothing goes to waste. There's crabs. There's, you know, there's garfish. Garfish, there's everything yarks, in the world. you know. I mean, I've you seen go down uh, there. hardheads by the thousands at cleaning tables. You'll throw a carcass in the water and it looks like, 50 piranha come up at one time and start just destroying that carcass, you know, when you throw a oh, trout yeah. hole in the water. Just Over the Calcasieu, they've, they've got situations like that where the hardheaders are trained. They just come eat up everything you throw in the water. It's exactly. like piranhas, just like you say. And uh, over here, I'll shine the light I, right after dark. I'd just get through cleaning fish, and I'd shine my flashlight out there, and there'd be a five-foot gar with a, a trout carcass hanging out of both sides mm-hmm. of his mouth. <laughs> Everybody gets in on the act, and whatever's left, the crab and the mullet eat. I mean, 
those uh, those schools of mullet, they'll come around and pick on a carcass until there's nothing but just bones. And uh, actually, uh, one of my one of my guide friends one time was cleaning trout over on the Texas side, and he was throwing them in the water as he cleaned them right there by the by the channel. And uh, the game warden come driving up on him and told him that he had a half a mind to cite him for uh, for literate. He said, what are you talking about? He said, everything I'm throwing back in here is gone within five minutes. You know, the crabs get it and everything. He said, well, you ain't no clean fish there no more. And so, you know, I had a Louisiana warden walk up on me the other day while I was doing that, and he said, well, good job. You're putting them back in the water where uh, it's all biodegradable. But I guess it just depends on where you've been trained. Yeah, true. Who knows, man? But I guess uh, everybody wants you to take your fish home where you can uh, throw it in your garbage barrel and uh, roll or it down to the highway and yeah, or a dumpster and, and just reek and reek and stink like high heaven. And uh, nobody wants that. Now that's a real health hazard. All the maggots that is and a real, and everything, yeah. that's disgusting. Especially that's in this heat, it'd take, it'd take about six hours of that stuff to go really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The maggots get in there, so I have no idea what uh, causes people to think like they do, but back in the water is where it needs to go. Yes. Where it came from, and it's totally biodegradable. Just uh, the system cleans itself in a wonderful way. But you can't get other people to see that. So that's, uh, I rode my horse about that long enough. <laughs> you know, the only cleaning table I've ever seen down there in all the years I've fished was out of that old uh, uh, park down there at Sabine Pass, the Confederate Park or the Battleground Park, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's that historic park. You know, I've used that ramp before and, and, uh, Simply because it had a cleaning table there. That's the only reason I put in there. They do have a pretty nice cleaning table there, stainless steel, this and that. Oh, it's stainless and, now. Uh, it was an old wood frame table back in the day when I when I've cleaned fish there before. But yeah, but the only problem with that is they close the park. Uh, they don't open it till after daylight in the morning, and they closed it before dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Vaughn sent me good. a text. He said it's open from six to eight. Yeah, there you go. And it was it was closing earlier than that. So if you had your truck sitting there and you were fishing up till dark, you couldn't even, you know. Couldn't get out of the park. Yeah. Locked that's, down. That's, a, uh, that's, that's the way uh, the authorities do that stuff. So anyway, that... Uh, but the fishing's pretty good right now. I've got people catching fish in different places. They're talking to me about it. And, um, you know, the, there was some croaker soakers over there yesterday, and uh, they had 20 trout that were nice trout. You know, you're going to catch a good one on a croaker. Uh, it's going to be a pretty nice fish, or he wouldn't be able to swallow that croaker. Uh, so they, uh, but they had caught 20 croakers, I mean 20 nice trout, 
and uh, they did well yesterday, endured the storm. Where do they get their barking monkeys over there? They have to come over here and get well, them back over there, or is there somebody finally it's selling interesting. them over there? It's interesting what these guys do. They, you talk about marathon fishermen. They leave Houston at about 1230 at night That's and drive all the way to Bolivar Peninsula, and they're at that bait camp when the croaks are or when the store's open, they get their croaks, their barking monkeys, and they go all the way to Sabine Lake and launch on the Louisiana side. And they get there by about dawn, you know. Right. They've got it timed out. But by the time they, and yes, yesterday, they didn't get off the water till 3 o'clock. They usually threw at 12. Yeah. But that storm delayed them, and they had to wait till it blew through. And, soaked them and uh but they went home with their fish but my god that's a marathon fishing trip from twelve thirty to like five in the afternoon the next day <laughs> to catch a limit of wormy trout unbelievable <laughs> that's wanting it bad that's that wanting it bad that's uh, and, uh they pulled in by me yesterday yesterday morning and uh i think they had seven or eight trout they'd caught and uh i didn't have that many more myself i i told my customer i said walk over and look in their ice chest they'll be cleaning fish right by us and uh walk over and you'll see that their fish are a little bit bigger average size because uh, they they don't catch anything that can't swallow a six inch croaker and uh, he come back. He if said, you can yeah. get a six inch croaker, usually they're yeah. If you can get one, inches. he said. He said, yeah, their fish are a little bit bigger than ours. I said, yeah, that's true, but uh, we didn't have to drive from Houston at <laughs> leave Houston at twelve o'clock at night and drive no. all the way to Bolivar and then drive all the way over here and then drive all the way home in Houston traffic to catch a few fish. I said we had our we had our stuff in the boat. Uh, they might beat me average right now, being that it's hot summertime, but there's like nine months out of the year that they can't beat me. You know, well, and those you better fish are up in the shallow flats. You're going to catch them. You want to uh, they'll buy a lure just like and, and knock a hole in it and <laughs> deplete fish populations, let somebody start selling croakers over there. It'll, it'll well, I think they good. got one guy that sells them that's off the water. Um, yeah. And I don't remember the name of the place, but uh, I don't have to do that anymore, thank God. Got you. That, that's, that's just no way that I'm going to uh, – that's fine if everybody wants to throw croakers. That's great. Yeah. Do your thing. Uh doesn't bother me because I'm not I'm not participating in that. But I, right, I know that you get a lot of fish that way. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Well, I got to run. If somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you this summer, how do they get a hold of you, bud? 409-673-9211. Or fishsabinelake.com. And, and afternoons are good right now. Yeah. So, Make yeah. The heat. All right, man. Take Bill, care, good buddy. talking to you. You have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week, man. Catch them up. Uh, thanks, See you, buddy. Sir. All right. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about Texan Roofing. 
Texan Roofing are the people I trust. They cover Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. And Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing, well, they found that the majority of jobs they do, they offered the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with their honest roof inspections and A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And when you do call them, if you'll tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, Tim and all his guys, they'll take extra good care of you directly. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com. And when you call the good folks at Texan Roofing, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Saw her when she... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's talk to the fish dude. Richard, what's up, man? Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning? Couldn't be better, my friend. Thanks for caring and thanks for asking. I hear you, brother. I hear you, man. At least you got a little breeze blowing out here this morning because it's starting out at 80 already. Oh, you <laughs> you got a cool wave up there at 80. We're all like 84 and 85 down here in Muggy. Oh, my goodness. I know. That's horrible. You start off that way, you just immediately start sweating as soon as you get out there. And it, oh, that's yeah. That's crazy. Lather up, baby. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Well, I'll tell you what. That was like yesterday. Well, we got out there, and them dang little hybrids wore us out. But by the time it was over with, it was just hot as a firecracker, and it's like, good night. Right. We had dang many of them little hybrids. It was just unreal. But it, we had some big ones in there with them, so it, it was fun. Just kind of kept it interesting all all day. But the last hour of the day, I bet we, I bet we just – it was one after another. We was catching triples. Kept trying to get a quad, but we couldn't get the fourth line out there. Right. So every time I get 
try to almost get that fourth line out. We'd already have three of them on. So it's like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just fun, you know, when you catch them that, that quick. Sure. But, uh, what are those I little ones what, running about 16 inches, 15 inches? There's, I've been measuring just about every one of them just because I'm curious as to what, what they are running. Catching some of them between, well, a lot of them between like 14 inches and 16 and a half. Uh-huh. And then, so there's, there's a, pretty wide variety in there and that's a good thing and then I those five pretty right, good those little ones like that they're oh strong fish, man they are stout and quick i mean they're little speed parts some little rascals they take off and they're gone i mean it's just uh, they just don't want to stay in one spot for nothing i guarantee you and then i noticed yesterday that parks and wildlife stocked 120,000 more fingerlings in so that's a good thing yeah i saw so, where they put 115,000 in somerville the other day yeah, they got us with 120 like yesterday, so that's that's even better. I love it. I love it. They keep Somerville pretty well stocked because that's right there close to where they're at anyway. Right. So, yeah, that's that's one of them things. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this. I was thinking about this last week, and I didn't do it. I sat right here where I'm at. I'm underneath the bridge right here at Stowaway catching bait. Right. And last last week, I pulled up under here, and there's a I was sitting there chunking my cast, and this guy pulls up. Or this family pulls up, and they're in a 22 pathfinder. And I'm going, oh, that's a cool little boat, just like, just like the one I used to have. And you know, I'm just sitting there thinking about it and chugging my cast net. Well, they're going to tie up to these bridge pilots, okay? Well, there's a, there was a pretty, there was a really good wind blowing, like it's around 15 mile an hour wind, and then it was building. You could tell it was building because uh-huh. the waves were getting a little, a little bit bigger. Well, they pull up in here, and you know. I could tell it's inexperienced because they put the back end to the wind, Uh-oh. and you don't do that. That's a mistake. That there gets you sunk. I mean, that's I, I noticed that, and I started to tell them, but they already had everything tied off. I said, no, they'll figure it out in a minute because when them waves start rolling over that back end, they're not going to like that. So that's, use your head a little bit. Put the nose of the boat in the wind. Don't yeah. tie up backwards like that. You'll go to the bottom so quick you can't stand it. You can't get untied. That's the problem. It puts so much pressure on whatever you're tying up with, whether it be a rope or a cable. You yeah. can't pull yourself back to it. So, right. I mean, you I just don't make that mistake. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, some people drop an anchor off the back, too. Not me. I ain't going to do it. It's, I've already been in that situation where you can't get untied. You just take a pocket knife and cut everything. <laughs> you go I mean, I guarantee you. Disconnect it, and quick connect. I guarantee you it is because it's when you get in that position and you you got a good strong wind that blows in on you. I've seen many a boat sink at the at the boat ramp over at Sam Raver just because they got the nose of the boat on the bike and them waves just rolling in the back. So. He's a good night. Just pay attention when you're out here. You know, we ain't got to worry about that wind right now, but but uh, when it does start blowing or you get a little storm that comes in that it just kind of pops up and you're tied up like that, it's going to hurt you. As a matter of fact, on, on 1097 Bridge out here, there's several of them laying down next to those pilots at 30 foot of water from doing the same thing. So Man. you always got to pay attention to that. You know, just that's just hopefully – Somebody, somebody clicks and says, "Oh, maybe that'll help me out." So, because it's, you know, most of us have been out here doing it a while. We understand that that's too hard to do. Deal with the back end of the boat. The front end is meant to cut them waves. The back end's not. So, that's just one of them things. 
These things don't. These things don't. Shannon are doing pretty good this morning. I got them. Got me a fistful of them already. Ain't made three cats. That's that's good. I like it. I like it. It makes it too easy for me. I just get out here and get to sit back and listen to you on the radio. Well, what's the what's the law on on uh, diameter of cash nets? Oh, it's you can't go over fourteen foot radius. So that's a seven foot net. So that's a seven you know? foot cash net, and when it's opened up in a, a circumference, it's fourteen right. feet. I got correct, you. correct. I mean, see, and the thing is that what's so weird is I like the, I like eight foot net. I've, I've thrown I've thrown eight foot net, and uh, they just they're comfortable to me. A seven foot net's a little bit awkward to me, and you know. And, but that's the law, so I have to use a seven-foot net. But throwing an eight-foot net, I like it better. It fits me better. Yeah. You know, and I see these I see these little bitty guys throwing these 12-foot, 14-foot nets out there in, in the Gulf sometime, and it's like, how in the world? They're standing hip deep in water, and then right. they take this big old net like that and chunk it out there, and it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm just – I don't know what the law is offshore, but I know inland it's seven feet. And now, where these guys, I see them in Florida and some in Louisiana throwing those big giant nets like that. And it just, it fascinates me because I'm, I'm not that good. I've thrown a net yeah, a long Yeah, I've seen time. videos on it, and they'll throw a perfect circle, too. I, mean, I know. Perfect. I know. I mean, just a pancake as big That's as That's just you something I never, never really learned to do or was good at was chunking a cash net. Uh, well, you know, what's funny is I started as a kid, you know, just because it's yeah. just always fascinated me how you could throw a net out there and make it in a big circle like that and catch stuff with it. And it's like, okay. So I just picked it up and had to, and just learned it. You know, if there's the Trinity River over there, we, you know, we've always never had nothing but old Raggedy John boat anyway. So you run over there and go catch your bait and go sit up, catch a bunch of fish, go home and have dinner, you know. Right. So it's, uh, you know, you never bought bait, so you always had that gas net to take care of that. But like my dad, he can't throw nothing over a three and a half footer. You know, them little bitty nets. I think I used to throw these big ones. I can't throw a little one no more. I mean, it's just those little bitty nets. You might as well just put them in your mouth and open them, and just drop them. <laughs> I mean, that's what some people do. I see people do that all the time, and it's like, okay, whatever works for you. I mean, as long as it's working, you know, because that's. That's what it's all about, just catching your own bait and doing doing everything from scratch. Yeah. You know, so, but it's, it's cast net is a whole different ball game. I mean, you know, some people think you just throw it out there on top and pull it back. And you got to do that, like on finger mullet and stuff out there, especially if you catch them up against the, the jetties or something. Because you let it sink down there, you ain't getting that net back. But, you know, out here out here on Conroe and, and Livingston and stuff like that, if you're in 40-foot water, Throw it out there and let it sink. You get the end of your rope, pull it back up. Yeah. You know, because they're gonna they're gonna be in that water column somewhere. You know, that's that's the thing. And like right here where I'm at, it's only about 18 feet deep. So I get next to these bridge bottoms every morning and cut my lights on here in the boat. They just they're attracted to light anyway, so they come right to you. So awesome. I sit I, I sit here and clean the boat and they'll just, I'll load up just like right now. Dang those swordfish popped up next to me. So. Goofy rascal! I caught one in the net. Gar is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I caught one. In, <laughs> caught one in the net the other day. It's like and them goofy rascals. You catch one of them in the net, they they'll they they're like rockets. They'll cut a hole right through it. It's like goodness. And if they get in there, you can't hardly get them out because they won't open their mouth and they got all them teeth wrapped up in it. So that's 
that's just one of them things. You deal with it, deal with it, y'all. That's like over over at the river when I catch them over there. That's usually the little white bass, especially if, if they've just got through spawning. I'll catch them little big white bass, and that might be 20 of them at a time. Really? And you talk, oh, yes. And every one of them got little bitty sharp gill plates, and they'll, they'll cut holes all in your net. I mean, that's the thing. When you got to watch the, that white bass spawn over there on the river because when you chunk a net out there, get them little rascals, they'll be they'll fill up your net. And even the catfish, good night. I've been over there sometimes and make one cast and catch like 25 or 30 little bitty catfish, just about as big as your finger. And it's like, good. And then you can't get them all out. You got to sit there and shake and shake and shake. So every time I do that, I just move and change spots. There ain't no way I'm going to sit in the spot and catch catfish over and over and over again. And, you know, that's another thing. When you catch those game fish in the net, you got to let them go. You know, a lot of people, they say, oh, I got me one. I thought it got me like a crappie or, or a bass or whatever. It got me one. I thought, thought it was a bucket or whatever. You better not. That ain't, that's illegal as it can be, yeah, you know. It. You can't keep them. No, not a game fish. You know, now, if you nope. catch brim in there, sure, you can keep them. You catch shad, you can keep them. You know, anything that's not a game fish, you can keep. But but you better watch them game fish. Because that's just an example. There was, it's been several years ago, but they caught some guys up north on, on the lake up here, uh, cast net and crappie. And they had like 200 of them they caught in the cast net. You know, and that's what happens to the population of fish. You know, when you get people doing, doing dumb stuff like that, I mean, it, they disappear. You know, you're just going to lose your your population of fish because every one of those fish were up there spawning. So, yep. you know, I mean, 200 spawners, that's over, That's you know, that's 5 million or so. That's millions of, millions of little ones. Exactly, and they're just gone. You'll never be out here. So, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about, the, the you know, the sportsmanship and the, and you know, the fair catch. You know, let's, let's do it. it. Let, let, let the fish have an advantage, too. You know, not just cheat and catch them as quick as we can. You know, we might as well take a same net, just scoop them all up. So, that's it. Just, but oh well, some people okay, just Richard. Well, hey, I got to run, and I know you got to finish up what you're doing. So, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming up to Conroe and hooking up with you, man, give them some info, buddy. All right, make anyone can get in touch with me at nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudesgx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudesgx.com. All right, Richard, stay cool if that's possible. See you, buddy. Hey, yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Thanks, man. Later. All right. All right, that's Richard up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie Paradoski, what's up, bud? Morning, Mickey. How are you? Man. Everything's good. And you? A little hot, a little warm. Yeah, it's uh, summer in Texas. Can't beat it. Starting to look like a fried chicken. <laughs> Baked potato. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, man, that's pretty, <clears throat> pretty, uh, pretty hit and miss over here right now. You, uh, you either own a few fish or or you're not. Yeah. Uh, that bite, my bite yesterday was early. I had about hour and a half, two hours of catching. I was waiting, and uh, that was it. Right. It was tough. You know, I think 
you know, they're probably feeding better late in the afternoon toward dark and uh, pretty tough conditions to take that, man. I, it just seems like it got hotter quicker or something's different this year. Yeah. You know, something. And the tides are real low right now, too. Yeah, we, that uh, midnight tide, you know, the middle of the night tide like it is, it uh, starts off low every day and then blows in. Yeah. Well, that don't look like it comes in a lot right now. You know, last week we had a lot better tides. I mean, they were higher and didn't seem like we had any damn movement at all. Now they're low and it doesn't seem like we got any movement. So yeah, I, I like starting a day out with that good bull tide in the mornings while you're weight fishing and just that slow out going all morning long. It just seems yeah. like the fish like that better. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, well, they used to. Now you uh, you better figure it out every day what they like <laughs> and where they are. Every day's a new adventure, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> And um, I know they got a big redfish tournament in Corpus this, I don't know whether it's this week or next week, but there's people down here looking for redfish. Hell, we don't even have the, the red fishermen catching them right now with, you know, the hardcore ones that fish for cut mullet every day. They even having a problem. Right. Well. You either. On them or you're not. You ever thought uh, you'd see fishing tournaments where a tournament was in Corpus and people were running boats all the way back up this way or all the way to Port Isabel to fish like they do? Isn't no. Nuts? No. No, when, when, when we fish tournaments, except for the Redfish Cup, we have boundaries. Yes. You know, I think I kind of like that better. I did too. It uh, levels the playing field more for everybody. Not everybody can have a you know ninety to hundred mile an hour boat that's got a two hundred mile range on it. And yeah. It uh, you know if we're gonna fish Corpus, we're gonna fish Corpus. Yeah. Galveston. That's we're right. Fishing the Galveston Bay Complex. Well, it just. Uh, it goes with everything else, man. We're living in different times. Uh, oh, yeah. The women have rings in their noses and cheeks and whatever. <laughs> Add it all together. It's all the same stuff, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. All the same. It's, uh, yes, times have changed drastically. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I know y'all wow. probably catching a lot of fish. I know y'all probably catching a lot of fish over there in Galveston, but it, it's a little slow no, right now over it's, here. It's poor for the most part. <laughs> it, uh, you'll see one or two a day post up where they just stepped into them, but uh, for the most part, no. Average Joe fishing, it's very tough. You know, even in the, back in the heydays of fishing, when we were all younger, we'd fish sun up to sundown with no shirt on and this stuff, and and them fish wouldn't eat till three or four o'clock back then. Sometimes, you know, it. True. Remember? So yep. It's the way it well, is. We had fishing. Them, we had them on every street corner, though. We could uh, keep moving until we finally got a school that wanted to cooperate. And plus, you had so many variables when you pull some bad weather. I mean, you had. 
you know, you could go to those protected areas and catch fish. Now they're dead zones, a lot of them. Just uh, yeah. games changed, really has. Yeah. And we hadn't had no rain down here whatsoever. It seemed like every time you talk to Bill over there, they're dealing with rain or something at one yeah, point or that, the other. Uh, it rains every day over there. Yeah. I had it all around me yesterday evening, too. It, everything kind of went west of me. And, man, I kept getting big-time weather alerts and alarms going off. Uh, that stuff, it was just west of me, and it was moving, you know, to the west, northwest. And it had 60-mile-an-hour winds in it, two-inch hail they were calling on the radio. I'm going, man, I need just a little mm -hmm. bit of that. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, you don't know. We can just keep pecking away and wait for a change. What are you Not even July let, we're burning up. Yep. What are you mostly throwing to catch fish right now? Everything we caught yesterday, we're on baby top orders, small top orders. Yeah, little bitty ones, like spook juniors yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and then when you get out and start looking for redfish or dragging plastics on the bottom. Yeah. Trying to get something to eat. Yeah. I know when I was on those reds last week, we were having to stay in the boat, and the best thing was to put a, a gulp under a cork where you could get more distance to them, and that was a little bit but a little bit different fishing than what we're doing now. Right. Trying to walk up on them. But they're scattered, man. They're not piled up. No, and I think that's nothing. what's happened, you know, over our way, over this way. The water's gotten good all over the place, and, you know, salinity-wise, and these fish have spread out. Yeah. And then over here, that, uh, <clears throat> that Colorado River is as clear as it gets now, so. Yeah. You know, them fish go, all that bait and fish are heading back up that river. They're, they're pretty much scattered out all over, and they're hard to catch in that river this time of year. They're hard to catch. Except at night under the light. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, well. That's about it on a nutshell, Mick. All right, Charlie P. Hey, throw them out a number. Somebody wants to come hang out with you and catch some fish. Do a little casting. Get a little practice. Call me on the Get some, yeah, get some good practice in. Plenty of practice. 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie. Hey, good talking to you, buddy. I'll, I'll check in with you next week. Have a good weekend, man. Take care, Mickey. All right, see you. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski and Matt Agorda. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.